Well, good afternoon, Nicole. How are you? I'm very well today, Caroline. It's the uh, you know end end of a month, beginning of another tomorrow. So yeah, I'm good. I'm all good today. How are you? I'm fine. I'm I'm getting nearly getting festive. Are you? But, uh, I'm nearly getting there. You need to get some fairy lights in those palm trees as your backdrop. I think. <laughs> I think I will. <laughs> Who are we talking to today? Who are we talking to? I'm excited. We are very privileged today. We are joined by uh, Eleanor Rodriguez Falcon, who is the president and chief executive professor of the New Model Institute of Technology and Engineering, which is uh, abbreviated to NMIT. And we also have her colleague, Beverly Gibbs, who is the Chief Academic Officer at NMIT. So uh, welcome, both of you. Hello. Thank you. It's great to be here. Thank you for having us. That's our pleasure. Um, so, Eleanor, may I start with you? Uh, many of our listeners may not have heard of NMIT. Uh, you're based in Hartford. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about NMIT, uh, how it came into being and how it's different? Yeah, absolutely. We we are actually, Caroline, based in Hereford, uh, in Herefordshire. And it came into being with a with a dream many, many years ago of a group of entrepreneurs and, and the community who uh, spotted that this is a, a cold spot for higher edu- edu- education. So uh, in in years late years later uh, they they went for it and decided to set up a new higher education institution institution focusing on engineering. And so what we've been doing in the last three years is basically creating uh, a, a whole new higher education institution from scratch that uh, focuses at the core of this uh, of this venture uh, developing uh, a, a new disruptive way of educating and training engineers that allows them by the end of their degree to be absolutely ready to hit the ground running and to join any venture that they 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 will will pursue uh, at the end whether it's in industries uh, whether it's a, a a social cause or or as an as, as entrepreneurs so the whole premise is learning by doing with customers with real partners in in spaces that feel real so that uh, they are uh, effectively engineers in training by the t- uh, throughout our program so would you describe it as a hands-on academic apprenticeship that you're offering? It is not an apprenticeship. An apprenticeship involves being basically based in in, in your company and coming to, to your learning space. It, but it does feel like an apprenticeship, I suppose, because you are working in real projects with real customers, but you are doing it in a learning space within NMIT. So it's it's very exciting because typically you what you would have in higher education is learning the theory in big classrooms in in big lecture theaters uh, and then applying that knowledge occasionally in in, in projects. What we've done is turn turn it uh, uh, on its head. And we've said, if an engineer is a vocational uh, discipline and we need to be practical 
and, and need to be able to apply our learning constantly, then let's do that. Let's bring the, the problems into the classroom, in, into a space that feels like a, like a work-related space, and then do it again and again and again with different stakeholders, different partners, different communities. So is that, is that like almost, to me, from the outside, it almost sounds like it's a fast-track process to be an engineer because normally you would do your, like you say, you'd do your master's or degree or whatever whatever it might be and then you'd learn about it and then you'd go out and put it into practice but this way you're actually putting it into practice as you're learning is that right am I getting that right so it's more interactive which is fabulous yeah you're getting it spot on uh, I, I normally say my, my, my cheesy my cheesy quote is you won't come here to study engineering you you will come here to to learn to be an engineer and if you see the subtle difference, I, mm. I often uh, use the example of uh, you don't learn to play a, viol- a violin by reading mm. a book. You, 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 you learn to play it by playing it. So it's the same analogy, if you, if you wish. Yeah, that's, fe- I, I, that's really interesting. I, I bet that will lead the way for many other courses that need to interact more. What do you think, Caroline? I do. I love the analogy of learning a violin. You, it's it's practical, and engineering is is practical. So you've got some good names, uh, commercial names, uh, as much your sponsors. I saw um, Heineken and Virgin, amongst others. What what's their role in the program, the educational program? Well, they have a very important role, if not essential, I would say. For, for our program to, 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 to do its job properly, we need to have partners that have those real challenges that they are experiencing currently so that, that the learning of the, of the engineering training is contextualized. They, they understand what, why it matters, who's got the problem, why they have it, and, and then they can apply their concepts. So we need to have a, a project for each each challenge every every time for three years because this program is accelerated. So the the role is uh, is as, as supporters uh, through the learning, but uh, we've had a huge, very positive response. I I, I will I will I have to to uh, give a shout out to all of those partners because not only they. Uh, Play, uh, uh, pledge uh, an alliance to NMI to help us with with the learning, but they've supported supported uh, are, they are supporting us with with in kind support with scholarships uh, in in so many ways, and that is that is testament to to their own desire to to see engineers that really are ready to to join them and and day one they can use them as engineers. And can you tell us about some of the work that you're doing with the schools and the students and how you're working to introduce them to engineering? Because that's something I'm personally really interested with. We've been working with a lot of schools recently and we have quite a big event and they've been making things towards the event and engineering. And so I'd love to hear more about that. Yes, outreach is, is one of the core uh, activities for any higher education institution for us is is obviously of paramount importance because we are uh, announcing to the world that we are open for business and so we we need to reach not only uh, those schools so that they they are aware of of might but more more importantly um nicole we we are keen to raise awareness mm-hmm. 
of the importance of engineering, of how exciting engineering is, uh, not just for the typical audience that we that we tend to get in engineering, the the, the male uh, audience, mm. but we we are looking for for uh, gender balance. We are looking to to reach those learners who might not have considered a, a higher education in in the first place because they don't think they can do it. We are looking for those. Uh, potential students who who might have chosen uh, other A levels rather than maths mm. and physics because we can we can accept them. We, we it's not a it's, it's not a requisite or for my to to have maths and physics. So for us, it's a it's hugely important. Now the the challenge, of course, right now is that uh, with COVID, you would be going to the schools, you would be reaching out, mm. and we were reaching out with a f wonderful device that we produce, uh, an Ingenuity Studio, uh, uh, basically a huge uh, uh, truck converted Brilliant. into a mini studio going from school to school. At the moment, we can't do that. Mm. Uh, but we, we are being creative and we are reaching out virtually and, of course, uh, inviting every school and teachers and, and young people to, to, to reach out. Mm. We, we'll answer the questions. We'll tell you why it's so exciting and why you should join and might. And do you find that actually with the, you know, the, I have quite a few, obviously, clients that I've worked with over the years that are engineers and their work has been so integral the last few months with what they've been doing in medical and engineering do you find that now is a really critical time for you to be talking because I know that the intake on engineers was dropping slightly wasn't it and this is this feels like quite a big deal at the same time to me oh, you are asking really good questions uh, you know <laughs> that's, that's it, it, useful <laughs> uh, no see, seriously I mean there is always been a, a need for engineers and and in this particular country there is a shortage of engineers that's one of the main reasons why and might has been created mm. Uh, we have we need uh, at least thirty thousand more engineers every year on a normal year, uh, on a COVID year or post COVID. Mm. I can imagine that number would double easily. Mm. Uh, but you can think immediately of the very current challenges mm. that we have just for COVID. Uh, we, we are going to find a, a vaccine very soon, mm. uh, but that has to be manufactured. That has to be deployed. That. Some someone will have to do it, and it will be an engineer. I can tell you that. So uh, uh, it, it is n has never been so important than than now. But uh, we still have the same problems that we had before COVID. Mm. Uh, there are still there is still cl climate change. There is still uh, uh, you know poverty mm. and hunger and all sorts of problems that we have to solve. So n n no more than, than, than ever, we need more engineers. Oh, definitely. And I, I think with everything, you know, when you look at the National Health Service and how we've relied on them and you look at certain areas that aren't, dare I say it, the most glamorous areas necessarily, and the engineers have sometimes fallen into that category. And I say that with fondness in my heart. But actually, you know, we, we've done some podcasts with food, you know, about food processing didn't we caroline it was like talking about the health and safety aspect it's it's brought this awareness to what everybody does in detail because every part of what everyone does is very important for the world to keep going around so engineers i think more people are realizing that that as you say everything has a process behind it it's not just the finished article that's important it's all of those processes anyway i'm hogging the mic sorry caroline i know you've got a pressing question <laughs> i can see it as you gaze from under that palm tree there 
<laughs> That's quite all right, Nicole. <laughs> I was uh, just interested. So, uh, are there a set range of courses that you're because you're going to introduce courses in March? That that's your big news. I've eclipsed it a little bit, haven't I? <laughs> so you've announced today that you will um, be opening your doors in March twenty twenty one. Is that is that right? So we yes. we are open for business, and might is officially. Uh, a higher education institution uh, registered and validated and we we can get going and we are seeking our first 50 pioneers to to join us in, in march uh, and and that's super exciting news uh, uh, but of course i mean about if we are going to talk about the course no no one better than our chief academic officer beverly gives to to say more about it uh, the only thing i will say is that the first 50 pioneers who who join us uh, are going to be making history with with us uh, together we are launching this brand new higher education institution and and for us it's very exciting we've been working on it for for a long time but now i invite those those uh, courageous brave curious innovative uh, exciting young people who want to learn by doing and and just just reach out uh, we want you to be part of this organization but i i, I think beverly is the best person to, to answer about that program so thank you beverly would, would you be able to tell us about the the program that you'll be implementing absolutely absolutely i'd love to um so uh, we are opening with an offer of a, an accelerated master's in engineering degree and it's in integrated engineering and so this is an opportunity to bring together uh, a number of different engineering disciplines uh, but we we also also combine them with the liberal arts and interpersonal skills that are needed by today's employers and the kind of skills and approaches and attitudes you need to solve uh, problems that are in the world today. Um, we have lots of employer partners that are integrated into the program that bring real life projects and problems uh, on which learners can sharpen their engineering skills. And so the program comprises um, toolkits where learners um, bring together liberal arts and engineering skills to really develop those kind of fundamental attitudes of mind on which they can take into that they can take into problems um, and then they have a series of engineering sprints and so essentially they work on uh, they work sequentially through a number of different challenges and toolboxes so that they can give all of their attention to the challenge that they're currently working on how long does the Excellent. how long does the uh, program go on for uh, it's three years. So it's so, three years. Um, and what yeah. qualifications do they get at the end of the programme? It, it's an MNG. So that would normally be a four-year qualification. Wow. And uh, the acceleration means that it's completed in three years. That's amazing. So that's a big difference. And that's achieved by uh, not by uh, tripling the amount of work that, mm. uh, that students <laughs> have to do, but by making use of all of the calendar year. And so normally in universities, you would have extended holiday periods, uh, extended periods of time that are devoted just to exams and assessments. And uh, our assessments are built into uh, the learning program. So it's continuous all the way through. And our students work for around 46 weeks a year. And so they're making use of all of those holiday periods that learners would normally have. Uh, instead, they're in, they're continuing with their studies and that gets them out into the workplace or making change much sooner. And do you think, I mean, again, I'm sort of touching on the same thing again, but it, it feels to me like this is a much smarter way. The process is, is 
like what's brought you to this point of doing this now because how long have you guys been going and planning this i mean is this your own personal you know where this kind of energy comes from so can you tell us a bit about that how how it's kind of come about with from you from your point of view beverly anyway so I, I come into the the process relatively late. I've been with Endmite for three months now. And so I wasn't part of the development team that put the programme together. And a lot of other very passionate, visionary people did all of that foundational work. But it was a very conscious decision for me to come into this environment mm. at this, this stage in my career. Um, I spent a long time in industry. And so I know the way in which problems are encountered in, indus- in an industrial environment. Mm. And I knew it wasn't anything like... Uh, the way in which our undergraduate courses courses are taught. Um, And so um, I think that the idea that you have very strict disciplinary boundaries about problems is really being tested. You know, disciplines are great, Mm. but they're subject to change over long periods of time. And I also knew that I myself am an active learner. I like to experiment and try and apply and reflect. And there is often... Uh, not enough space to do that in some traditional courses Mm. so I I wouldn't so I think that our course is better for students who learn in that way there is room for more innovative provision Mm. and uh, it's not that we want to displace all of the other providers in engineering it's that actually there is just not enough variety in the offer and we Mm. bring something that's very very different that's fantastic thank you that's I mean it's it's very exciting I think it, there's a lot to be said about the way we're all working these days. We're all trying different things. And I think this is really exciting because personally, I, I love studying and, I'm you know, I like to get hands on as well. It's the, the violin example, as Caroline said, was perfect because that's totally it, isn't it? You would imagine if you just learned the violin for three years and then you had to go out there. And I did that with driving lessons. I learned in a week and then got in a car and did not know what I was doing. I was fine. I passed, but I didn't have a Scooby what I was doing. I think, you know, after a couple of weeks of actual driving, I knew, but... That, that reminds me a bit of that. Anyway, I digress. Okay, okay. <laughs> oh, can you imagine a, a medical doctor learning on books and never having seen a patient? Exactly. I mean, it's exactly. But I do think that there's a lot of um, good things like this, you know, initiatives that have come up through people working in slightly different ways. You know, I've, I've always worked remotely quite a lot and have a pretty good setup, but more people are experiencing now that you can be very productive and do that. The same with, you know, getting involved with what you're learning about. You'll just be a better version of it sooner, which means that you get to enjoy it more, I guess. So um, I think it's brilliant. Yeah, I I think it's great that you're recognising that students do learn differently. Some are kinetic, some like to read, some are oral learners. um, And it's not one size fits all. So it's quite refreshing that if you were a student thinking, I'd like to do engineering, but I don't really fit into that university model, that you're not discarded and have to do another route. There's a an option for you. Absolutely. Yeah. And we'd hope that the that the way that our students learn and the environment that they'll be learning in will uh, d- will tell a different story about what engineering is and appeal to a wider range of uh, potential uh, students and graduates and professional engineers. Uh, are there work placements uh, as part of the course or, or is that is there a block of work placements or is it integrated or, or what kind of relationship do you have for when you finish your degree? 
where students can can find work? Absolutely. So the aim is that um, uh, those kind of work readiness skills that you would normally have to leave a university to develop, we bring into the higher education environment uh, in order to embed that in the course. And it's a way of thinking about it that flips it on its head. So you can think about the limitations of of a a university course and say oh it falls short on equipping graduates for work readiness so therefore we need to send them away into a, a work environment in order to develop that whereas we would say okay then how do we change the higher education environment so that all of those skills can be developed inside the course and that is what our course is is designed to do in from everything from the attendance pattern that students um, uh, will follow to the way that they get feedback from educators and their peers to the kind of uh, contexts in which they learn engineering to their exposure to a lot of different industrial and community partners to really refine those uh, communication negotiation influencing skills um, and so in some senses we'd argue they don't need to leave Enmite because they develop those skills within the course and that's what we have designed it to do. And if I may ask a question so a lot of it you know a lot of the time you do you work with um, people in industry and they want to speak more to, to students and colleges and courses like yours, how should employers do that if they want to, you know, if organisations or companies want to get involved with you and help or assist or be a part of that programme? Or Because I do think there's a bit of a breakdown there between, um, you know, companies that really want engineers and they really want to get people involved, but they just don't really know how to reach that audience. And then there's all this change that's happened recently. And it sounds like you guys are definitely moving towards filling that gap but what would you say to companies out there that might want to just speak to you about what you're doing really and raise awareness yeah absolutely uh, if if i mean any any company any size any any sector whether it's industrial or community based just reach out mm. uh, any any of us, Beverly, myself, our colleagues, Adam, might will be more than welcome to talk to you. Uh, and any the contributions can be from. We have a challenge. We want you to to look at it mm. and see where it fits in the program. To uh, we we want to help out with equipment or uh, careers days. That, you know, a a a, a, a larger project you can help no matter who you are you can help that's amazing and how and how about people that want to you know they can listen to this and they can want to find out more where do they find out more and how do they get involved in you know getting enrolled onto the next course or at least talking to you guys in person about it i guess Equally, uh, reach out. Uh, that, that, in the first instance, just go to, to our website, nmi.ac.uk. You'll find everything there about the course, the philosophy, how it works, uh, the, the assessment, super exciting. We haven't talked about the assessment. You have to ask us that question. Uh, and, 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 and what you need to do to, 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 to express your interest, to, to apply, and, and and then go through the selection process. Uh, we we as I said, we'll be recruiting our first fifty pioneers in to start in March twenty twenty one. Our program allows us to do that. Allows us to to start in 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 March. Uh, we don't have to wait until September. It's it's so exciting the whole thing that you need to you you just need to talk to us. <laughs> Absolutely. And if if you are a student that's interested, 
what's the minimum qualifications? It's not GCSE. You need to talk to them at A-levels. Have they got their A-level results when you're talking to them? Uh, no. So for, for us, uh, is we, we have a, a different uh, entry requirements. We need uh, for, for the students to have a GCSE in maths in English and 120 um, credits of A-levels. Uh, but it doesn't have to be maths or physics. Uh, it, it can be a, any any A-levels, to, to be honest. And also, if they have any prior um, learning, either experiential learning or work experience, uh, it, it'll count towards our, uh, our entry requirements. For us, it's going to be incredibly important to understand who these in individuals are. So our selection process will be uh, very much about understanding their their attributes as uh, hands-on learners. Do they have the, the curiosity, the passion, the greed, the determination to, to do this kind of learning? Beverly was talking about the format of the learning. So for us, employability is at the core of, of, of this program. But in order to be employable, you need to feel like you've been employed. So the program is, is nine to five, five days a, a week, and, and and therefore that the the right learner for this program is out there, but it might not be everyone. So they need to have a conversation with us. They need to understand what it entails, and and if if you are right for might and might is right for you, uh, we will see each other here in in March. <laughs> now you you're based in Hereford, but students is there's accommodation for people who may want to move out of home and come and study in another town, isn't there? Yes, there is. Uh, so we we have uh, our new, newly refurbished uh, higher education building, which is very exciting. Uh, the spaces are studio-based. There are no lecture theatres there. Uh, and and you'll, you'll learn as if you were in, in, a, in a workplace, basically. Uh, but there, are, there is also student accommodation for those uh, learners who want to to move away from from where they are, uh, and we invite obviously people from from the region as well to to come to to Enmite to apply to Enmite. Uh, the 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 good fortune that uh, in in the in the dreadful circumstances that we are living is that we are seeking the first fifty pioneers to to join us in a in in a, what is a, a really big space for us because we just created this new and so we'll we'll be able to deliver our our uh, program uh, covid secure uh, but in a in a much more con contact based manner than other students have been in in the last year uh, unfortunately so uh, for us it's going to be uh, slightly better news for for our students so this sounds like a whole new you're tearing up the whole Honestly, rule book aren't they? and, and starting again. Yeah, this is sort of, <laughs> great. rather than I mean, it's great. We've been given more choice. The world is changing. Yeah. You've got to change with it. You're welcome to apply. Thank by you. The way. I'm, I'm a bit busy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not very good with my hands, if I'm really honest. <laughs> Some of the things I can't do is build. Well, actually, technology, Giles would say, but um, yeah, baking and and building are not my forte. But I do think it's my <laughs> my sister was in the engineers and my brother-in-law, Royal Engineers. So, we've I think it's in the blood somewhere. But um, 
but we're actually doing a project with um, all the schools locally in, in our area where they're building, we put on a quite a big event in our town, just a soapbox event, and they're all building their own chassis and carts to race in the soapbox. And that was a really nice way of seeing how children can get really involved, build. And that was their science department that brought that up. And I was like, how fantastic if I'd been a child and been able to build something and then race in an event with my peers and grown-ups and people watching. And I think that's the way the world's becoming. We're all becoming, a, everything's becoming a bit more accessible, even though at the moment we're a bit disconnected. It will, it will get back to a better version, I'm sure, with things like Enmite. I think you're doing things the right way, without a doubt. Yeah. So, yeah. Are you able to talk about um, how much investment has gone into this project um, over the three years and and maybe from from where has this been government funded or uh, from business tell us about the, how you managed to put all this together this is this is a, a wonderful story to be honest because it comes first from from the community here in in in, in the in in the in the county in Herefordshire a uh, hundred founders put together the first 1.2 million pounds out of their own pockets, uh, looking to to support this idea of creating a new higher education institution for for their community, uh, which then turned into uh, two grants: one from the Department for Education, uh, which was 15 million pounds uh, of of revenue, revenue, and and then the the Marches Lab. Um, contributed uh, eight million pounds, and then in the last year, uh, uh, a further two million. So we're talking about twenty-five million pounds uh, from from government, which was then much funded by by various uh, organisations, industry, communities, uh, philanthropic donations. And and it's it's been a, a story of support from every corner of society, government, uh, individuals, industry, uh, donors, and and certainly uh, half uh, of our staff at Enmite give back from their own salaries. Can you believe that? When where does that even happen? Uh, so it's 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 a it's a wonderful story of everyone wanted wanting this to happen. But of course we are only beginning that that funding was to set us up it was uh, in in the way i see it is seed, seed corn funding to to develop the the idea into a a prototype that we tested and now we are ready to get going and, and of course now now it is uh, it is for us to to make it work and for the students to come here and 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 have the best experience they could ever uh, find anywhere in the world <laughs> I love that that's great I mean that definitely I think to, to when you say it like that it sounds pretty good doesn't it we could all do with a bit of that definitely we could all do <laughs> with a bit of that <laughs> and that's why we are here seriously uh, I mean I was listening to to, to Beverly and, and her story to to and Mike but if you ask every single individual who's been involved in 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 the mm. journey um everyone came here for one and one reason only because there is the opportunity to do things in a way that allows us to to make a true impact whether it is to our learners to the community to the partners to the employers to the educators we have 
all one thing in common. We want to make a difference. And, and, and it just expands and you see it everywhere. It's so, so, uh, com you know, that is so exciting and so endearing to, to hear uh, individuals who were able to donate 5,000 mm. pounds out of their own pension because they wanted to see their community change. And, and that you, you, you have to feel, uh, we, have, we have a huge sense of responsibility to give back to this community and to deliver that higher education institution they've been waiting for for a mm. long time. And, and how many tutors, lecturers, uh, staff have, have you got there? that are ready to start in March. Beverly, are you in charge of those? Uh, I am, yes. I have the, the pleasure of leading the academic team and the academic vision. Um, so we have a team of 10 educators right now. Um, and so we will be uh, aiming to sustain a staff-student ratio of uh, 15 to 1, or student-staff ratio of 15 to 1, uh, which is um, at the top end of the sector be benchmarks. Um, and that's because it's a... Our, our learners will learn in close proximity with educators. So they won't just see them for 50 minutes a week and then they won't see them again and would have to make some sort of tutorial appointment. When the, studi when the students are in studios, uh, developing their ideas, working through concepts, needing to revisit concepts, educators will be on hand to be able to clarify things, offer feedback, regroup the, the class if necessary to go over things again. Um, but also so that we know the learners and the learners know us. You know, that's the philosophy here that we will be able to see if somebody is falling behind and we'll be able to intervene and it won't be left for the student to have to try and uh, find the support all on their own because we'll have a good relationship with them so we'll be able to see that because uh, that's uh, that's what our educators are here for and what they what they all share in common is that real yearning to be back with learners uh, teaching education and developing uh, young engineers. And when you say like these are going to be the pioneers they really are because they're right at the beginning of this so arguably they're going to be helping those that come after. That's generally what happens. And it's a fantastic opportunity to be a part of something at the beginning and then see, you know, as you guys have been working with this to then get to this stage. But for the students that want to get involved in this and I'd hope women, you know, I notice it's it's I mean, other than Giles's beautiful face there, we're four women talking about the engineering industry, which is fantastic. Um, I've worked in it for a long, long time, as has all of us. So it's, you know, I love it. It would be great if more young women um, thought about opportunities they had to join. I mean, it's just fantastic. It's a really good opportunity. It's great. Well done. I, I was going to ask that. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to ask about, are you, is there a drive to recruit um, a, a certain ratio of, of girls or women on the course? Um, or And are you maybe tailoring some courses so that you can encourage women to, to enter or our, um, our ambition is is to reflect society uh, caroline if half of the population are women half of the engineers should be women and and that's true for any other minorities and on any other uh, other groups and so um it's not a quota it's not a ratio it's just uh, looking at around and saying well our course doesn't look like society out there then we have to do something about it. So actually, Beverly mentioned it before, the program itself um, is, is basing um, its philosophy on, on, the, on the world, on the real world. So you'll, you'll have problems that come 
from the um, UN uh, development, uh, de Sustainable Development Goals, you, you'll have problems that should appeal to to that group, that this new generation of people who were uh, out there campaigning for for uh, for climate change. So we, I'm 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 hopeful that as we describe the, the the program and the experience, that the program itself will appeal to to the the, the diversity of thinkers that are out there. Uh, but we need to do work because uh, I, I come originally from Mexico. You'll hear the accent, I'm sure. Uh, and uh, I was talking recently to a group of students from a university there. They 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 kindly invited me to to talk to them, and they have 35% of women in their engineering school. Whereas here, you graduate at best something like 15 to 19% across all engineering disciplines, and you only retain about 10%, if not less, in actual practice. And that is very poor. That is incredibly poor. It's poor uh, not just in Europe, it's poor in the world. So we need to do something about it. And this program is, is a great vehicle to, to highlight the importance, that, but also the fact that we at might we don't have that funnel that is the A-levels. If you don't have maths and physics, and that's what stops you because you didn't know that you needed those to go to study engineering, and suddenly you realize, oh my God, I can change the world through engineering, and I don't have maths and physics. It doesn't matter. Come to us. Um, we we need we need more women. We need engineers. We need different thinkers. I, th I think that's great. I think that's brilliant. Very and very encouraging because I think what certainly for me the last few months you realize how much you need so many things that you take for granted and engineering is a huge part of that and again when you know I'm not taking away anything that anyone does but certain vocations are slightly glamour they're glamorized a bit and it's certainly I have an 11 year old son and a nine-year-old daughter and they just want to be YouTubers and that's great there's some really great YouTubers out there and I, if that's what they want to do then fine but there are many other things that they can do that will make a big impact in the world and I don't think I think we lost track a little bit somewhere over the last few years we've sort of lost it a bit and this is great because it feels like it's joining up the the gaps, which is brilliant. Because like you say, if you sometimes if you don't get those qualifications, or you might be at a different point in your life at that stage, but you really want to do something, there's always opportunity, isn't there? So it's great. See, we all want to to improve the world. We all want to stop that the that dramatic problem that we have with clim climate change. And and we've expressed it in so many ways. But you, you can only uh, make a difference if you actually actively are making a difference. And, and, and talking about it is helpful because it raises awareness, uh, awareness. but we also have to do something about it. And, 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 and if people really want to see, be the change they want to see, they need to, to take responsibility, take action. And being an engineer will help you or will help us all in society do that. Yeah. I find it interesting that you're bringing out different different skills. So, as you were saying, you're talking about the communication skills, and which will probably benefit uh, female students because they tend to have. I know it's a generalization, and we shouldn't, but th they tend to have those team building communication skills. That when you're trying to solve a problem as a group of engineers, you need someone who can open up a discussion and listen and take on board other people's views and thoughts. So. It's interesting that you're 
also taking on a new way of doing things, a, a new approach rather than the what could be quite stuffy, staid approach of some of the engineering courses that we, we know and love? I, I think that our, uh, our course offers a more rounded experience. It has more rounded content. And so I, we, I wouldn't see it as a... Um, you know, catering to any particular, you know, subset of learners and trying to meet any perceived needs. What I would see as a saying, <clears throat> engineers by and large are, are collaborative individuals. It's very difficult to do engineering completely on your own. And those communication skills are crucially important because often you're communicating across some sort of interface. You are sent, you are mandating a piece of a task to be done with another team. You are sending a specification out that's going to get met by somebody else. You're designing a drawing that somebody else will manufacture. So communication skills are at the heart of what we do. Just like being persuasive is at the heart of what any graduate does when they go out. And so by paying attention to all of those and developing them within the programme, all of our learners, whether they're male or female, um, are able to um, really upskill in those areas and deploy, practice developing those skills in engineering contexts. We've run out of time, I'm afraid, ladies, but uh, that's been absolutely We could talk all day. <laughs> well, we could, but well, would you, perhaps you promise you'll come back and talk to us and, and update us at another point. How about that? We absolutely promise, and and we'll do you one better. If we if we come back, we'll bring you one of our. Learners I was literally going to say we should do we should have a panel <laughs> with one of your students. Your woman after definitely. my own heart. No, absolutely. I yeah. think that's totally what you should do and have an interactive. You should definitely do. There's, it's very interesting. It's been really interesting to hear about it, and I I really like the way that these initiatives are opening up. Um, you know, and you'll be leading the way. You'll be pioneering. So well done, all of you involved. Whether you've very been there three exciting. months or three years, you're very yes, passionate you. about what you're doing. And that's really all that matters um, for the students that come to your, you know, study with you is that you can tell you're a million percent passionate, which is phenomenal. So thank you so much for bringing it to, to, to all of us. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to share about what we're doing and why we want to do so it. Well. Thank uh, you. And please spread the, the word. Okay. We'll just yeah. <laughs> well, we'll probably send you links to the podcast, and you can promote it amongst your your viewers or your database as well. And what your just I know Caroline sort of touched on this earlier, but with your big commercial names, what sort of things are they doing at the moment? What are they going to do? How are they going to help you? You know, how are they, where where are we going to see you? What sort of things are we going to see? Is there is there a plan? Is it going to be suddenly world domination over the next few months? No one will be able to turn any corners without seeing might. I hope so. I, I hope so too. Uh, no, our, our partners uh, will be absolutely actively working with us uh, in disseminating the message, but more importantly, in, in working with the students. That, that's, that, that's the main thing. Uh, if ultimately our our engineers in training, as I like to call them, uh, are actually training together with those big names and smaller names and communities and so on, uh, they'll be exposed to a, a wonder a wonderful diverse group of potential employers. So imagine they they would have done three years of nearly an interview of a long a three year long interview with different employers. So uh, certainly they'll be well. <laughs> so if anyone wants to call you all the details are on the website 
It's nmi.ac.uk. There we go. So that's what they need. Caroline, I can't think of anything else. Well, I can think of lots of other things I want to talk about. We're going to definitely have to have you guys back on. We'll be back. Yes, we'll save it for next time. But uh, it's it's very exciting. I'm I'm thrilled to uh, have found out so much from you. So thank you. Thank you. We look forward to reading more in the press about it, I think, possibly this week. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, ladies. And it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. (laughs) Bye. Bye.